0: How, I mean, for Killzone, how did you? I mean, I, I love the score because it has a. I mean, it has an electronic element, but it also has a huge orchestra element. How, I mean, how did you decide that was the sound to go with, and not you know the settle settle on a generic, you know, very synth-based score that most video games have?
1: Yeah, um, it was it was kind of just finding my feet really because um, I knew that I wanted to do something that was orchestral, uh, but at the same time had enough. Um, beefiness to it, that it could kind of compete with all the, you know, visual onslaught that was going on, you know, with with all the guns going off and and, and also on screen, there's so much stuff happening. And so Mm -hmm. I I knew that the music needed to compete with that and I also knew that uh, a straight orchestral score was probably not going to be quite powerful enough to to compete with that. So next to that, because it's sci-fi as well, I felt that it needed some electronica influences and and some harder-edged sounds. So for the in-game, it's very much uh, a 50-50 mix between the two where on some occasions the orchestral stuff will take over a bit more and then on other occasions it will be almost purely uh, electronic. Um, and, and also budget-wise, there wasn't a budget to do uh, a full orchestral score for the entirety of the game. So mm-hmm. we very much decided, okay, all the in-game music is going to be done with MIDI and samples. And then all the cutscenes and the, and the main menu music is going to be done with a live orchestra. Uh, mm-hmm. because there's a as you as you as you know is there's there's an, an emotionality that happens when you have live players in a room playing a theme you know it could be a, a very simple four note motif but you know there's no way with samples I'm going to get anywhere near the kind of sound that you get when you just get a whole bunch of people playing together in a room you All know right. it's it's i mean samples and technology is getting better and better but to really get that uh, emotional stuff in there I still feel that it's, it's very difficult to uh, to achieve with just median samples mm-hmm. um, and so that's kind of the decision we made to keep the orchestra for the cutscenes and uh, and keep the median samples for the uh, interactive in-game music
0: so how did uh with b- between I guess kill zone two and kill zone three what how did this third one differ from the second one
1: um, well in, in a couple of ways I think the main thing is um, I kind of knew a little bit more of what I was doing as well. <laughs> All right. It was, um, it, you know, it's, it's been a huge learning curve for me as well because when I did the first Kill Killzone, um, it was actually my first orchestral score as well. I'd never written mm-hmm. for symphony orchestra before. So, you know, a big challenge of that was just doing that in the first place. And so when I listen back to it now, you know, I can hear that the March is a piece that works well on its own and uh, there's some elements in the score, there's some themes that I established that work but it's it's quite schizophrenic, there's so much stuff going on and there's okay. that thing that happens as well, that someone gives you the opportunity to record with a live orchestra and you kind of go, oh that's great, we've just got to put it on everything you uh-huh. know, <laughs> without really thinking about, well how, how am I serving the narrative and, and so, on Kills on One, that was for me, that was the the, the, you know, the learning element, it was realising, okay, the fact that I have an orchestra doesn't mean it needs to go on everything <laughs> you know and um, so on the second one I, I felt that I knew a bit more what I was doing and, and also musically I was a bit more clear about what I wanted to say um, and how I wanted to support the scenes and I wanted to be clearer with my themes and, uh, and, and work more on a, on a leitmotif basis so that characters or situations had a, a very particular theme to them that would come back and, and would mm-hmm. hopefully be recognised by uh, the player and, and by the listener and uh, and with the third one, it was it was a continuation of that, but also um, the third game is much darker in tone um, because the second game you're kind of on the offense, you know, you're, you're basically we were trying to the game was trying to basically mimor, mirror um, politics at the time, and so right. what, you're, what you're doing in the game is, is a preemptive strike on Helgon. You're basically saying these guys are getting too dangerous, we need to attack them now before we allow them to get any bigger. Mm -hmm. And what happens at the end of the game is that you realize that um, that hasn't worked at all and um, they actually held a big part of their forces back and you end up kind of getting obliterated at the end of the game. And so the third game is you're now actually on the defense and you're trying to get away from a very hostile planet with very hostile enemies. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know Your forces are completely decimated so you're just this band of rebels trying to get off the planets and things are not going well at all and so... You know, the music needed to have a, a very kind of big tonality shift towards something that was much more dark and uh, and much more despairing than than the previous one, which is all about big bold statements of um, you know let's kick some ass and uh, and chew bubble yeah. and so that that was a, a very big uh, a big shift, I think.
0: And when you write, what's more important to you? Is it plot or character?
1: Um. Wow, that's a good question. <laughs> 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 um, I think probably plot. Um, because I'm, I'm just trying to think. It's, it's, a, it's actually a really interesting question because I haven't thought about it that way. Because uh-huh. for, me, for me, the two kind of are, are interlinked, really. But when I look at uh-huh. a scene uh, that I'm trying to underscore, I'm, I'm trying to find the things that aren't being said or that aren't necessarily obvious right and that, that's not necessarily always a character it could also be a situation or a, or a conversation between characters mm-hmm. so what i'm looking for is is to communicate what isn't being what isn't being conveyed in the scene or, or what you wouldn't necessarily get from the scene so mm-hmm. in, in Kills like Steel, every h- every good short yeah every Sorry? good
0: score i think should i think every good score should do that
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, i guess there are many trains of thoughts on it really because on the other hand uh-huh. I, I just said that I like motifs as, as well, and motifs are usually very much character-driven, although yes. I guess they uh-huh. can be scene-driven as well, or plot-driven. Um, but you know, taking taking a scene from uh, from Killzone 3, um, which is a, a, a kind of a standoff between two the two major pro- uh, protagonists from the Helghast side, um, because what mm-hmm. happens in the story is. Emperor Visari, who was the main protagonist in Killzone 2, gets killed by one of your teammates at the end of the game. And so, mm-hmm. in a new in, in in Killzone 3, it's basically these two new factions have, have come up and, and are warring for who's going to be in control of Helghan. And um, and so they're kind of constantly having these little uh, skirmishes and little little. It, it starts off all verbally and then later on it becomes physical as well. But initially. They're just trying to you know, test the waters with each other, see where they are, and and, and do a lot of um, do a lot of talking and a lot of um, uh, yeah vocal fencing, mm-hmm. and um, and so the the one character is, is a very uh, he's called Stahl, and he's um, he's a, an industrialist, and he's basically got control of all the weapons, and then you've got Orlok, who's who's the other guy who's a general, and he's mm-hmm. very much from the military side. He just you know it's very much about attack and action and Star is much more a scheming character and he's scheming with Orlok as well so there was a scene there where they're basically talking uh, in front of a council and you can tell that Star has is, is, is got other plans and is, is trying to manipulate the situation a little bit and so the music was very much about driving that point home and, and because when two people are talking musically there isn't necessarily that much you can do uh, right. apart from you know trying to convey the hidden meaning and and in that scene it was very much about showing and 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 letting the audience hear well this guy is not you know he's not who he seems you know he's saying he's got the best ideas for you know what everybody needs but actually he's he's all in he's all in in it for himself and and mm-hmm. that was basically what the music is trying to do so in that sense i think to answer your question i think it's very much a plot driven approach i guess
0: okay um I, I mean for uh, for you as a composer listening to your music i love your sound you have you know a very unique voice and uh some of the stuff for killzone 2 i haven't you know heard much for killzone 3 it's just from the demo but uh hmm. i would you know Thank i would you. love to hear i would love to hear your music you know behind you know feature films is that like a direction that you'd want to move into
1: yeah definitely um i mean i, I don't think i'd ever want to leave the games industry behind just because i really like working with games and i like the technical right. aspect of it as well but there is something about writing for a scene that you know is linear, which is always mm-hmm. an exciting thing about working on cutscenes and, and developing a theme that you know is going to come back exactly the way you intended to. you know when you're writing in-game music, the, you know the, the game dictates how that music is going to be played back, so you have some control, right. but it doesn't always come out in, in necessarily the best way for someone to listen to. Um, mm-hmm. but when it's in a film and, and, and the way it can complement a, a, a film and, and the story. Is uh, is something that really really excites me, and so, no, I'd love to I'd love to do film, and uh, yeah, if uh, if the op- if the opportunity would arise, I would uh, I would definitely um, grasp it with both both hands. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: uh, I mean, I w- and I always like to ask composers uh, this question. If, I mean, if you had the chance to re-score any film ever made, with no disrespect to the original composer, uh, which film would you pick?
1: Oh, sorry, you're just dropping out a little bit again.
0: Oh, sorry. Are you still there? Um, if you had the chance to score any film ever made, you know, with no disrespect to the original composer, mm-hmm. which film would you pick?
1: Um, Wow, that's a good question. Um, Well, fun enough, I think it would be, um, I wouldn't mind, it would be a very difficult film, but Witness with, uh, okay. with Harrison Ford. Right. I don't know if you remember that film. Mm-hmm. I love the film. So you're dropping out a little bit. Sorry,
0: no, no, I... I can you hear me, Yeah. okay, yeah, witness I uh, know I love the film it 's a great film
1: yeah and um and I mean it is it 's funny it 's a score that i 've learned to appreciate over time when I initially heard it because it's it 's a synth score basically by maurice Maurice Shah mm-hmm. um, i didn 't like it um, because I saw the film years and years after it actually came out and um, and and that 's always the, the trouble with some of the synth scores from like the eighties some of them don't really hold up that well, yeah. you know, there's only a few synth scores that I can remember, um, like Blade Runner for example, which I think holds up incredibly well, just because it's so iconic of that time, All but right. uh, Witness, there was a scene which I remember very distinctly, um, and the musical piece on the album is called Building the Barn, um, where Harrison Ford together with the uh, with the Amish people, they're they're building barns, and it's just a very kind of, Quite a happy scene about them constructing a barn and constructing a house and how everybody's working together and the theme is actually pretty good um, But it's just the, the the way it's done with the synthesizers. Just it didn't work for me and I thought wow would it be amazing to have a nice orchestra arrangement there because mm. To me, it seems that these these Amish people who are um, You know seemingly wanting to live, you know very simply and very close to nature uh, it almost would need acoustic instruments in my mind, as opposed to uh, uh, a synth score. I thought it was for, for the for the subject of the movie. I actually thought it was quite a, a strange choice. Um, so that's something I'd, I'd definitely be interested in trying again. Um, it might be a bit obvious to go for an orchestral arrangement, but I think I think it would work quite well.
0: That's a good choice. I like that choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I, I remember back when uh, Killzone 2 came out, I didn't think there was going to be a, a score release, but then you know a few months later it finally got released. Are there plans for a uh, Killzone 3 release? Uh,
1: there will be, yeah. It's, 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 it's a shame with Killzone 2 that it took such a long time to emerge, because mm-hmm. I think it's always important to, to try and, and capitalize on the fact that when the game's hot, you know, to get the score out there so that more people are hopefully um, exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Um I know that with Killzone 3 it, it is coming out on the uh on the PSN uh store. Um so at least it's it's directly available for people who are on who are on the PlayStation. Right. And um I'm still trying to find out whether it's also going to get um an iTunes release and and even hopefully a physical release. Um there have been talks about that but it's it's the it's the thing that as a as a as a games composer that sometimes you don't have much control over when the um the company owns the soundtrack, um right. then you know, you can suggest things but it's ultimately up to them how they choose to release it. So I really hope they do, but I know that there are plans to do so. So okay. I, I hope those plans uh come to fruition. I'm
0: definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to the to the game too. I have Thank it you, you. know pre ordered, ready to go, so <laughs>